Do you know how it feels to be ignored when you're crying out for help? Folks saying, oh, you're just doing that for attention. Level up loading, level up loading, level up loading. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Level Up Loading, Fight Villains Face Facts with yours truly. I do have a special guest for you guys today. We have the lovely Tati, the sunflower poet here. Everybody say hi, Tati. <laughs> hi, y'all. <laughs> So we have been struggling over here, y'all. We've been having technical difficulties, but we still gonna get this thing done, and that's on period. So, Tati, welcome. Thank you so much for being on my show today. I was definitely glad to hear you, um, to see that you had reached back out to me about being on the platform. Yes, ma'am. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we move on to the topic of today? Well, my name is Tati, aka the Sunflower Poet. Um, I'm a spoken word artist. I have a candy business, and I also work in the mental health field that I have been doing since I was 16 years old. Okay, wow, that's what's up. Helping people with poetry, and you're helping people behind the scenes too. So that's always a dope thing. So, mm -hmm. like I said, we're gonna be talking about poetry today. So I wanted to jump in and kind of figure out, you know, how did you get in? Well, when did you get into poetry, and also like how? Um, I started writing when I was 12, and okay. I got into it um, simply by the movie Poetic Justice. Period. <laughs> A classic. Yes, ma'am. So you just like start, was it like, you know how sometimes, okay, well, especially with spoken word, was it like the rhymey, rhymey kind at first, and then you evolved to more deeper, or like how did it kind of evolve? See, when I got shown the movie Poetic Justice, I mm -hmm. took one of Maya Angelou's poems, mm -hmm. which was her poem, um, Alone, and I wrote my own version of that and so kind of like revamped like re re remixed it basically yeah okay 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 i get it i mean um i know for myself personally when i saw you in some of the places here in nashville i saw you doing like some some stuff about uh what was it was it mike brown yeah it was i thought like it was very powerful but it was like you had like such a sweet it was like sweet and then next thing you know you were going off so i'm like oh, wait a minute <laughs> It was like one minute. It was like, oh, you know, hi everybody, and then you went ham. So I definitely think you have a lot of, of power for sure in your poetry. Definitely very thought provoking. So how would you actually um like describe your poetry? To me, my poetry is real. It's relatable to people, you know, because some of the things I talk about, far as like, for example, being born addicted to crack cocaine. Okay. There's a lot of people out here that have either put their kids through that or they have been victims of that themselves, but they don't have that voice to, you know, express themselves. So I feel like for people that have gone through those things, I can be that voice for them. Yes. Okay. So if you had to, I mean, obviously that's a very, very powerful um, mission statement for sure. I mean, not even just about the actual like drug part of it, but just being a voice for people who don't have a voice, like that's so strong. And then you add to it the fact, you know, the actual meaning behind it, and it just takes it to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Do you, okay, if you could describe your poetry in three words, what would it be? 
authentic, raw, and powerful. I like it. Okay. So, of course, obviously, with you being in the Nashville area, I've gotten a chance to see you perform in many different places. I remember when we were going to, like, others, like, the uh, what do you call it? The Poets Playground. And yes, I've seen you, like, in different little places all around the town, you know. Um, So, how was did you? At that, uh, was you at that Jefferson Street one? Mm-hmm. I went to that okay. one, too. Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah. I'm, listen, one thing about me, I'm going to be where the poetry is at. The poetry, the live music, I'm always, like, you'll probably always see me somewhere peeking. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you develop the courage, you know, to, to be able to not only, I mean, of course, we all have to grow into being who we are now but how did you develop the courage to you know write such powerful um, emotional pieces like and actually go up there and speak out you know well I used to do piano singing and you know dance so being on the stage was nothing new for me Okay. Um, now, when it comes down to poetry, like, for example, my warrior poem, that was the first poem I had wrote about something like really, really deep. Mm-hmm. That piece right there, it took me a little bit to perform it because, you know, during that time, I hadn't forgiven. I haven't forgiven um, my mother. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I wrote that piece and when I was finally able to perform it, it's like, I had to force myself to tap back into that little girl when all of those feelings was suppressed so many years. Yeah. That's like how we kind of cope sometimes, you know, like just push it down so I can make it through days. You know what I mean? Sometimes we have to. Right. That's our body and our minds like way of like protecting itself in a sense. Because otherwise we'll go crazy off, you know, some of these, some of these things. Have you ever gotten emotional at all while you were performing, or did you just wait to after? Too many times. I got emotional too many times. Like having to stop and like regroup yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, I personally have never really gotten super, super deep. Like I like I've I've had the pleasure of hearing your poetry. So I know, you know, some of the things you talk about and they are very intense for sure. So I imagine that it has to be like you're practicing because I know that you memorize your poetry as, as well, like a like a real poet. I'm not yes. saying nothing wrong with people <laughs> who don't remember them. Sometimes you know you don't always. Shout out, shout out to the poet has spoken. Hey, he was on here too. He was a guest here not too long ago. So definitely a I huge shout him. out to the poet. <laughs> yes, but um, okay. So obviously that's a good segue. Uh, you have people in the community who um, have kind of taken you under their wing or, or not even taken you under their wing, but like, you know, just showing you a lot of love, encouraging yeah. you in your poetry. And that helped because like, even myself, like, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a poet. I do poetry here and there. Like, you know, I've performed at the Poets Playground and things like that. But I know as a person who calls himself a poet and really is about that life, I know that it's important for you to have that community. Right. So how has poetry changed the way that you handle, like, struggle and, and the, you know, life's happy times and life's trials and tribulations like I want both like the good stuff how does how does poetry play into the good stuff how does poetry play into the stuff that's a little bit you know trash that we all have to experience at some point like you said uh previously in your previous comment 
poetry has um, a coping mechanism for me. Mm-hmm. But the issue is with me is like I made a post yesterday on Instagram. I said that it's crazy how a poet's words can heal the listener, but not the speaker. Mm. so it's like that's what I'm having trouble with because I've been so focused on you know my words touching the people and healing whatever it is they're going through that they Mm -hmm. may not talk about but is it really healing me at the same time knowing that you know my words are even touching these people right like what is it doing for me as well like, you want to get something out the deal, too. I mean, you know, it's nothing wrong with helping others, but you also need to get some healing and find some peace, you know, within yeah. and the act of, you know, writing the poetry. So that's something that you're struggling with, like, just trying to find that authentic, like, where it's, I'm touching my audience, but I'm also being raw and uncut with myself and getting it out there. Right. Do you find that you, that you like, hold back a little bit, do you think, in your poetry? Oh, no. Okay. I never that's, hold back. <laughs> Okay, well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, because sometimes it's like it can be raw and a cut to us, but it might be even more raw and a cut on your end that, you know, you might be like, okay, I ain't going to give it to them like that. They ain't ready for, you know, they're not ready for this. But okay, well, that's good. I'm glad you don't hold back because that's going to help you to be able to, hopefully that'll help you to be able to get some of that stuff off your chest. A lot of times, and not just even with poetry, sometimes just talking about stuff and not letting it sit on your heart can be such a big deal. It's so crazy how freeing, like just speaking up about stuff because you don't need, it's so many people who you perform in front of who, like you said, probably go through the same they have done it themselves right you will never know they'll never tell you they'll be like you you did a good job not even knowing that in their head they're like wow wait a minute i put my babies through this or you know or mm-hmm. you know I, this, this was done to me so yeah you're definitely i mean touching people but doing it in a way that it's going to leave a lasting impression i think that's the most important part with it for sure but you but you are important too so don't forget about yourself <laughs> Do not forget about yourself, okay? So what do you want, what do you want people to like remember about your poetry? Like, do you, like, do you feel like you have a mixture of sad and, or like empowered? Like, what's your, what's your poetry style? Well, as I've been listening to my poetry, I realize like I'm more of a storytelling poet. Okay. But it's, but it's stories based on events that have actually happened in my life. So my poetry is a mixture of sad, ratchet. It's, it's a mixture of different things. Mm-hmm. It just depends on whatever is on my mind. And I'm the type of person, like, if I'm going through something and if that something is constantly on my mind, the only way I can get it off is if I write about it. Wow. That's powerful that you have that as an outlet, though, because, you know, you got to think about so many people, they run to, you know, drinking or smoking or, you know, all these different avenues. And that's not to say that you have never did those things either, but I'm just saying, like, to have a set thing that is healthy that you can do mm-hmm. that is such a powerful thing and I think we all should focus on trying to find hobbies and purpose that can actually help us get stuff off our chest instead of bottling it up or trying to forget it you know that that's what we always do we try to push push things down and then it slowly starts to explode mm-hmm. 
Because money, sex, and drugs ain't going to heal your wounds. Man, you could think that if you want to, but a lot of people have tried and it show the, the proof is in the pudding. It does not work. <laughs> Right. it does not work for real. So do you have any other outlets other than like the poetry that, that kind of help you like to balance out life and the different things that you have going on? Just working. That's <laughs> all I do is work if I'm not and poetry. if I'm not if I'm not writing, I'm at work. If I'm not at work, I'm at home writing songs. Wow. Okay. Well, you said, listen, that's all it is. What do you want to come from the poetry? Like, is there a goal? Is there an end goal? Is there like, I want to write a book okay. and I want it to be called A Story of a Warrior. Okay. That's my goal. Yeah. So like a poetry book or just like an actual, like a memoir or a, a poetry book. Okay. 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 Don't be telling them your, your, um, your, your title girl. They gonna try to steal <laughs> <laughs> they gonna try to steal your title <laughs> I said it first. right it's it's listen it's copywritten okay have you started that is that something that you're working on or do you like what's the process with that Um, that's the problem. I don't know where to start with. It. I don't know where to go. so have you started have you started the poems already and you already kind of got that part Yes. started so now you Yes. just basically now it's like getting it published and, and all that stuff have you ever looked into Mm self-publishing -hmm. like as a I have, but. The, and then I was working on, you know, trying to get my po poems uh, um, either copywritten or Mm-hmm. trademarketed. But the, the website that I was going on, they trying to charge me 3000 bucks Oh, wow. just to get my poems copywritten. I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. And if I'm not mistaken, and do not quote me on this, I'm not a professional, okay? Don't... <laughs> Don't quote me on this, but I believe like now, like copyright, that stuff was a little bit different. Like when before the internet, it's like now once you put out something and you are the original poster and you're the original person, like certain sites, like even for instance, like with YouTube, if I put out something on YouTube, that's my, that's my work. You know what I mean? Like nobody can say that that's theirs. Like even if it's done, even if it's my face is not on it and it's my voice, like that's my stuff. It's, it's like a unofficial copyright, but I definitely. to get it especially what you put it out in the book you want to have it done properly so i hope you find the resources is for sure i mean if anybody out there if you guys know a way or uh, what the next step should be definitely going to have Tati's um all her socials so you can reach out listen it takes a village so if y'all know the answers let her know okay Please well do. Well, I am definitely thankful that you shared about, you know, some of the struggles and the things that you like to write about. Is there anything else that you want to say um, as far as your journey in the poetry world? The poetry world is not always peaches, <laughs> candy corns, and rainbow. You know, you're going to have ups and downs, mm hmm you know, but coming there with a positive mindset and focused on yourself, you'll, you will be just fine. Amen. I feel like that applies to everything, not just supporting <laughs> low key. That, that applies. That's the whole word for the day. Okay. That applies to everything. So, Sunflower Poet, would you do the honor of gracing the podcast with one of your pieces? Sure, I'll do my new one that Okay, I just we wrote get, about. are we getting exclusive? Okay, I like Yes, it. ma'am. I just wrote it like about three weeks ago now. It's Okay. on my Instagram. Okay. Okay, it's called Save Me From Myself. I be that pretty girl they call Sunflower.
and poetry be my therapy, bringing life to me by recomposing my decomposed vulnerability. See, I was taught not to tell when things happen due to a person's retaliation. And even though I have five deuce crypts and GDs in my family tree, my hand association to the streets didn't always keep me safe. I remember being in them fields asking girls to catch my fade, then running home due to shame just to drown in my depression so my wrist could catch the blade. Yo, let me ask y'all a question, though. Do you know? How it feels to be ignored when you're crying out for help. Folks saying, oh, you're just doing that for attention. Those words now being a constant retention trapped inside my memory, confined mind. Family members showing me lack of empathy. And now for some reason when I get asked what's wrong with me, I feel weird and I lie. And I say that I'm fine, but in my mind, I'm thinking, <laughs> if you only knew. I was on the floor with bawling eyes, praying to the Most High God for him to come be my remedy due to my soul being in jeopardy. Words digging deep into my soul like a corkscrew to a wine bottle, pouring out of mouths just as smooth as Tennessee whiskey, worn as warm like a glass of brandy. Words. Being like a promise, meat, being remains of strange fruit after being crushed and extracted of its once good juice. Self-harm unknowingly became my addiction. But for years, I was fighting to not be like my mother by trying to avoid being strong on the same drug of crack cocaine. But I guess we all have our own ways of trying to heal our pain. For me, I was simply trying to save myself from me. Woo, girl, that was good. Yes, we love it for sure. Appreciate you. <laughs> Go ahead and let everybody know where they can um, find you on social media. I am going to have it in the description and on the screen, but know let everybody know where we can find you at okay y'all can follow me at tati underscore the underscore sunflower underscore hope and tati is spelled t-a-t-t-i okay all right well tati i appreciate you so much for being here i love the poem for sure thank you so much i thank am you. so glad that you came on the platform and i know that you are going to continue to do great things in not only nashville but in the world mm -hmm. we claiming it right yes ma'am okay i want to be a travel poet for real could because honestly it's so many things that's going on and then one thing i like about nashville is that we're close to so much stuff like we're close yeah. to atlanta we're close to like alabama like you could just be all around like the general area and then start going other places too you know what i mean like far out so get your girl your name gonna be your, your name gonna be out there i, I already see it <laughs> We just, gotta, we just gotta claim it for sure yes well thank you so much for being on and this has been another episode of level upload and fight balloon face facts guys have a good one bye bye <laughs>